Hey, this is Joe Watkins and Travis Castle coming to you from the big trees of small business. Just a small intro today, guys. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy. You're the one with the plan. Oh, yeah. Well, we use that song today, guys, that it ain't easy, but it's worth it because we got a subject matter today that I think most anybody who's tried to go and, and take down a giant or start a new business or do something that wasn't comfortable for them or, or, or certainly comfortable for the people around them, um, they deal with this. They deal with the naysayers in their life. So we're going to do a podcast today where we talk about how, who, where, when, why, how to deal with it, how to point it out, the naysayers in your life and your business, what to do about it, uh, and give you some pointers, give you some, some insights. We did some research on this. We've got some experience with it, and that's what the show's about, Travis. Man, everybody's got a naysayer too, right? And, and this is the big truth of small business. And so anybody currently operating a small business was told, well, hey, there's a pattern to it, right? The pattern is this. I got a great idea. Man, I got, I got the next big idea. Or, you know, I just think I can do it better than this guy that, that's making money doing it. And so this idea develops and this, you know, kind of this uh, passion play develops, right? What happens next? I start telling people. <laughs> I let it out. Then, that's when we get confronted with the naysayer. We do. We do. And um, we've really thought long and hard about this show and, and what, what that means, what, what naysayer means. And uh, we've identified quite a few different naysayers. We're, we're, we're categorizing the naysayers. This is perhaps, the, show. This is perhaps mm. the most well-researched show other than the, uh, the biases. Right. Yeah, probably so. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, not only is it well researched, but uh, I'm going to share a little, just a small story of my own around naysayers, around how it impacted me in in something and 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 what came out of it, and uh, and and hopefully that'll get us started in the show where we can get our audience on the level playing field that we're going to be coming from. Because this, this is near and dear to people. I, I, I think that's fair. I think it's also interesting to note that you and I talk a lot about naysayers just, just in general. So We do. So um, to kick the show off, we didn't do our, our typical long song here in the beginning and uh, uh, because we got, we, got a, we got an original song that I'm about to do on the podcast that was born out of the naysayers in my head mm. uh, and who are, who are they and how that works. So this is, this is, this is about music. This is going back. I, I've never had any intention of being a professional musician, professional singer, but I enjoy it. I enjoy singing. I always have. So when I first started learning guitar and, and by the way, I learned a guitar to sing, not the other way around. Um, I didn't just noodle on the guitar and, and want to play for the sake of playing guitar. It was just a company singing because I like to sing. 
never knew, never thought that I would sing in front of anybody. I just want to be able to do it and feel good about it. But I'm a competitive guy, so I'm going to keep learning and, and growing and trying to get better. And so in, in the context of that, you know, what do you do to get better? Well, I, I thought, well, you surround yourself around people who are pretty doggone good at it, ones that are maybe doing it for a living, trying to do it for a living, ones that are in front of church, maybe leading worship, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And you get around people that are better than you and, you, and you learn from them. And it was interesting. So in my in my singing uh, history is as I I allowed some voices in my head that I deemed to be experts get so in my head about how, about you know me not singing on key me you know I, I, I maybe didn't say this directly that you shouldn't be doing this but but that basically I mean these were these were guys that could sing any note any harmony any key um, and and I let I let who they were and the things they said impact me to the point to where my confidence level was low for so long that I couldn't perform. And here's what we know in any genre of business or an athlete or musician or any version of someone who's trying to go after something. When you begin to lose your confidence in what you're trying to do, you're not going to perform at your highest level, not even close. And especially in, in, in sports and in art and things like that, where there's, I mean, art probably more than sports because there's opinion-based. There's a lot of opinion-based on whether something's good or not. In, in basketball, if I you know, score 40 points, right. I'm pretty good. It's not a, not a subjective. It's not debatable. Yeah. Um, now, you know, De, you know, we'll probably talk about him later in the show, but DeChambeau, Bryson DeChambeau just won the U.S. Open, who have had so many naysayers talking to him about why are you swinging like that? Why are you – for those that don't know, in the golf world – Bryson DeChambeau is 27-year-old, just won the, the U.S. Open. He's the one of only three ever to win an NCAA uh, championship, a U.S. amateur, and now a U.S. Open in the company of – Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods. Yeah. so Undeniable. So he's, he's sort of squashed the naysayers out this weekend, but he has such an unorthodox version of how he – he goes after the game and how he's ad adopted his swing and how he thinks about and the data he uses. And, and people just don't understand it, and there's so many naysayers. So I understand um, that because I feel that way in music. Music is a um, – who is to tell you what's good and what's not? There, there's so many different genres. Uh, I mean, I listen to all kinds of music that I would never, ever listen to again and never purchase. But anyway, all that to say, out of that, it took me – way more years than it should have to ever want to sing something in front of somebody because I let it, I let it get to me. And finally, um, through enough long, long sessions of playing in church and being back up and, and I got the opportunity to sing, um, enough times to where I got enough confidence, enough feedback from other people that gave me enough confidence to then continue and get better. And this song talks about that. So I think this in, in, in the, in the, in the, heart of our show we have a song we wrote it, it's called naysayers to sort of get y'all in the mood of uh kind of what we're doing and, and why and, and, and why we're doing it it's called naysayers
here on the big truce Picking my guitar Thinking about those many nights That brought me this far Worn out strings and open case And all the songs in the key of G My favorite was to dance by guard He's all I wanted to be It was all I could see In the face of my insecurity Well, someone grinned a little in mouth The words of my song Maybe give me a happy eye Or clap and dance along Never heard those naysayers Too loud in my ears Instead it pushed me and passioned me Drive me from fear They said it could be better Maybe a little more on key Just add a few more licks Learn to keep it on B Trying to be encouraged all I look for It's never been about them This is it guys Rather my internal war It was all I could see It's in our head In the face of my insecurity Well someone grin a little Or mouth the words of my song Maybe give me a happy eye Or clap and dance alone Never heard those naysayers Too loud in my ears Instead it pushed me and passioned me And drive me from fear Now I realize that you're always there for me I'm gonna throw this show down And be the best that I can be yeah. Well, some grin a little mouth Words of my song Maybe give me a happy eye Or clap and dance along Never heard those naysayers too loud in my ears. Instead, it pushed me and passioned me and drive me from That's naysayers, guys. That's what we're talking about today. Woo! Can I get the woo? Woo! Uh, is that, that went quite enough there. Woo! Well, let's see. Do we have an audience here? Where's we'll the clap. audience? Give a little clap. Where are they at? Uh, a little late on that. Uh, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. That was live, guys. So there, there is something about, you know, and by the way, if you're, if you're a Joe music 
naysayer. Don't worry, we're not naming names today. You're protected. Joe, Joe has decided not to name names there, so so you don't have to be nervous about that. But here's one thing that, uh, you know, just taking that situation, we're using uh, the, the music thing as in general here, but, you know, in that situation, one thing that you said, Joe, that I thought was pretty interesting and, and probably our first, I don't know if this is the way we planned it, but the, the first nugget, the first Joe nugget that I would take from that is, you were talking to guys who were trying to get paid to sing, which is a different version of uh, that wasn't your ambition. That's not what you were trying to get to in conversations about them. It kind of sound, sounds to me like you might have been trying to develop, uh, I don't know, a mentor or you know some version of feedback as to what you're doing. And so kind of the first piece I would, I would use here is miscommunication. There's a bit of miscommunication that can take place when you're asking the expert. Because the expert, you know, they might have different ambitions than you have. Um, you know, if, if, if I've got a guy that's got a Ph.D. in a subject, and I'm reading a book about his subject, and I see him, and I want to talk about it because I know he's a Ph.D., you know, I might have read a, a book just to have fun. I read a book because I had a passing interest in the topic that he's a Ph.D. in. Now, his version of discussing that book might take me to a whole nother level where I hate the topic now because he's getting into tender. So, so there's a bit of a miscommunication. Well, it could be a miscommunication. Points. It could be a miscommunication. Um, not the case here in, in my scenario. Um, there could be a miscommunication. Um, in my scenario, it's, it's definitely one of the ones we've defined already. Uh, we had to find it on the show, but we've, we got it written down. Um, and so when we, when we want to get into, you know, let's, let's talk about what the first naysayer is. The type of naysayer would be, I think, in this category. Okay. It's almost a blend of, of two, really. You know, one, one of the things that we, we need to really understand when we're, when, we're, when we're calling somebody a naysayer in our life and they're, and they're preventing us from, from feeling like we're confident enough to move forward is we do need to look at their expertise in the subject matter. For sure. And you would tend to give more validity to the naysayer that has some expertise in the subject matter. Well, I was looking at guys that had expertise in the subject matter. So I certainly gave more validity right. to the feedback. Right. I think the, 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 the issue is, is that um, it would be kind of like uh, – your brother's an incredible golfer. Imagine if your brother went out and played with a tour player that had a little chip on his shoulder and he beat him or he, or he hung with him. That guy, that tour player plays five days a week and 30 hours a week on the golf course. Your brother shows up on a Sunday afternoon once a week and can hang with him. I don't feel too good. If you're the, 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 the guy that's not confident, on the t now, if you're the guy that's got majors back behind him, he don't care. He knows what it takes to get majors. He knows that there's a lot between him and them. But the guy who's trying to make it on tour, the guy who has his tour card and playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. The guy who has his identity wrapped up and I'm going to be. That's right. I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm going to be. Yeah. Well, he, he is an expert, but he's the expert that it's fallen short of, 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 his, of, his, of his, his goals. goals. Yeah. And then here's this guy that shows up and – 
with, with very little practice is hanging with them. Right. You can see where, where the feedback you might get might not quite marry up. Now, not sure that's where, where I was. I think I actually did need a lot of work back then. Right. But what I was looking for was, hey, here's, here's guys that can teach me, yeah. that can give me feedback to help me grow and help me get better. Not to reach their level, that wasn't yeah. the point. Um, but 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 what was really coming in is what I sense now, looking back, is um, I know I don't. Uh, you're not you're not capable of that. You're not cap- you're not capable of getting to that level. Now, but but, but what to be clear, when you say you're not capable of that, you you define to them clearly. I don't want to do what you're doing. Well, I don't want to do it professionally, but you know, there's a lot of people that 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 sing unbelievably not professionally. Sure. Right. So I'm a competitive guy. I want to do the very best that I could pull out of myself, whether, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about voice lessons or any of that stuff. So what can I learn? How can I learn the craft to where I can be as good as I possibly could be, but never with the intent of selling the content or, or going, you know, so the intent of, of, of where I was coming from and them were different, mm-hmm. but do I, do I want to be the tour player quality golfer on the golf course, but I'm not playing the tour? I mean, yeah, that would be the goal to get as good as I could. So that was yeah. sort of the, the, uh, but, the, but it but was, it was all the self, it was actually the self esteem within them. Yeah, I think that's the is point. the one, is the, it was the real naysayer here. I, 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 their self esteem. I think that's the point you're making is, is exactly that is you're talking to somebody, we use the term expert, but the reality is, they fell short of their ambitions or their goals in that arena. And the idea that perhaps you could close the gap on them in any way, frankly, uh, probably was not something that... Especially they quickly. They didn't want to encourage that because they've got, again, they've got this identity wrapped up. That's right. In what they need to be. I got you. That's right. Yeah, so, it was, so, it that, was... so that is different than just going to somebody and saying, hey, man, I, I want to... I'm going to be on American Idol, and I can, and then that person tries to give you honest feedback based on you saying, "I want to reach a level that they see you can't reach." Right. That's, so that's, that, right. that's totally. That's, that's those, right. those are two totally. Yeah, I, I got you. I'm that's right. Now, I mean, if you if, if a guy wants to sing American Idol and and he and he's he comes and says, "I've been singing all my life, and I think it's my time. I need some lessons," and he can't stay on even pitch at all, yeah. you may have a situation where you need to back him down and say. You're not singing on American Idol, or you'll be on American Idol, but you'll be that guy that they show that they're yeah. You're they're the laughing. you're the entertainment in in in, in the other way, <laughs> the other exactly form of entertainment. Right. Yeah. And so there, so that so that is so so I blended a couple there, right? There's some experts. There's an expert naysayer. Yes, the this is the guy who actually at least we would hold him up to to hold wisdom and truth and knowledge in the subject matter. And, and, and so when this guy is giving you feedback, that should perk your ears up a little bit. You should listen. Now, filtered by what is his motivations, always. What are, what are his motivations? And I, I think when you've got somebody, you know what, let, let's take the next step beyond the guys that were kind of your naysayers that brought about that song. Let's take somebody who actually is getting paid to sing, who has complete confidence in their ability to right. do it. Right. And they don't feel any uh, threat, no threat, threat from you, no threat. Now, now there's somebody I would label as an expert that that I can listen to. Right? That's right. And he's gonna he's gonna be careful to give you information that would that would knock you down completely because he he also had naysayers in his life when he was coming sure. up. That's right. 
And if he's come from the right place, he's going to give you feedback that'll help you grow. Right. We should be listening to that next. So, so be careful to call the expert in the room. The one, not, not the expert because he proclaims to be the expert on Facebook, but the, but, but the guy or girl who is actually doing successfully the business model you're trying to go after. The, 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 you know, you're going to open a restaurant and this guy's been in business for 20 years and he's got three different concepts. I mean, you need to listen to this guy. If you, That's right. And you need to actually listen to him. Um, and so that, that is one of the people that we may call as naysayers is the expert in, in his industry. So be careful to call that guy a naysayer. He could be, as I demonstrated in my song, but, well, I, but be careful. I, I, want, you know, I don't want to use naysayer exclusively in a negative way. I agree. I know that it, you know, I, I know that it can be, I know often, and we're going to talk about a lot that this that is how we uncover this yeah. and unpack it. But, but on occasion you got the guy that's been doing it 20 years. that has got the three businesses and, and you get his ear and he starts telling you why he's getting out of those businesses. That's right. And you didn't know that he gives you 10 reasons why that industry's dying and he just saves you. You know, he, he just saved you from stepping in. So absolutely. So but you deemed him as a naysayer on the front end. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, what possibly. we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's possibly. why he would be called. He's really not a naysayer. But we're calling him that because from our perspective, without proper framework, you could view him as a naysayer. You, you, you could. But, but if his advice is negative, if it's going against your proposition, he, he is naysay. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's terminology, but I think he is giving a opposing view uh, to you that's valuable to you. He is, right? but his, if his intentions are good, to me, it's, it's, it's actually not, he's actually not a, naysayer. not a naysayer. He's actually really trying to do the right thing for you. Yeah. You may view him, the point I make is you may view him as a naysayer because you don't like what he has to say. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's sort of the, the biggest thing we want to draw out, out of the expert side here is be careful that you're not trying to validate. We're going back to the cognitive biases here. You're not trying to validate your already belief about yourself or about the idea. If, so you have to be truly open to, to identify who's an naysayer and who's not. So I think that's part of the show here is how do we identify who actually is a true naysayer? And I think for the purposes of the show, we do need to say that naysayers are trying to bring us down. Naysayers don't want us to succeed. The actual so, so, naysayer so, so is So you, you want to go ahead and define naysayer as, uh, and, and I don't want to give away, I, mean, I, 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 want, to, I want to go in, in order here. So, so, so to be clear, we're defining naysayers as really the negative guy that's got an ulterior motive, right? For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. That's right. Now, it, now, it could be about him or it could be about you, but it's, it it's, could. it's an ulterior motive. Now, there's other things that we deem to be a naysayer that may or may not be, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. But for the purpose of the show, we do got to have a def definition that naysayer is, a, is, is not a positive. Like, there's no naysayer in my life that I ever would ever call a naysayer that you would, you would just use another term. That, that, that's right. Yeah. That's right. No, it's, right. it's, it's constructive feedback. I'm good. Constructive I'm good. criticism. I'm so, on board. So number one is the expert. Um, and, and, and here's what the feedback I'm going to give on this as a final thought on the expert naysayer. <laughs> um, allow his or her feedback to move through you and don't fall into it. I hope this makes sense. In order for us to keep plowing forward and learning from all the feedback, good or bad, we have to be able to move through it. We have to look at it, identify it, shape it, twist it, 
gain from what we're going to gain from it and then move through it. And we can't reside in it. If we reside in it, we get stuck. So, so part of that, so would you say part of that is I'm not going to really going to get, give any one individual complete authority over my decision. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, I mean, write, write that. I'm going to write that down. I mean, that, that, is a, that is a nugget here, guys. You absolutely should not let any individual be the absolute authority of your decision. Right, right. Now, again, if I get into the expert's room and I'm not dealing, all of a sudden I realize this is not a naysayer. This is somebody that's saying that my new, um, you know, they, they run a lab and my new deodorant causes cancer. <laughs> Right now, that that's that's different. That's somebody who has brought new facts. Into I, I would still that, want, that's not speculation. I would still want two or three opinions. Well, you'd want more opinions, yeah. but but you would change. I want, a, I want a validation you, of that. You'd hit pause button. That's right. right. You'd, you'd you'd go get more opinions. I mean, going back to music, um, Katy Perry, you know, talks about. I mean, her whole first, you know, decades were naysayers. Right. He, he, she was that's completely old. outside the box. That's a lot of them. Yeah. Her, her her parents were were her dad was a, a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. He, he she wanted to do music outside the church. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to do it quirky. She wanted to do it dressing up weird. Mm-hmm. Naysayer, naysayer, naysayer. Went went in front of of, of many auditions to get a, a deal or producers. No, 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 no. So, yeah. Uh, Don't let one individual. One individual. All right. We'll be the absolute authority. That's a nugget. Um, Moving into the next type of naysayer. Um, This is the guy who doesn't want you to succeed. Mm. He actually doesn't want you to succeed. Mm. Why? Could be jealousy. Could be like we've spoken before. He's tried to go down that road and failed. He's failed at the road you're going down. Well, he, he, here's something to talk just in general about naysayers, specifically about this naysayer. Um, this Well, let's talk about this naysayer since we're, we're on this one. This naysayer, in my mind, is someone that's close to you, right? If they're not the expert, if I didn't go seek out who I believe to be the expert, then I'm probably seeking out somebody that's in my daily life that I'm talking to. This is probably a friend, a family member, possibly a spouse. Um, this, is, this is somebody that's with an earshot kind of in my world. Right. So that's, uh, you know, in terms of identifying these folks, it could be, I mean, it could, it could be that, you know, you, there's an acquaintance, you know, at, at the golf course and he's the best golfer and you've moved into town and you're working on some stuff and, and, and he he wants to maintain his, it could, it doesn't have to be close. Mm. The guy that doesn't want you to succeed. He don't want to give up his ground as the best golfer in that club, and he gets all the accolades. Well, he, he probably falls in that expert in, in in the view of an expert category. What I'm saying, if they're not in that view, if they're not the guy I'm looking at and going, I kind of want to be like that guy. I agree, that guy could be dangerous. Uh, that's I think that's the previous guy. I think he's the previous guy. No, I don't think he's giving. He's not. You're not going to him for advice as an expert. No, no, he, no, no. That's what I'm saying. No, but if I if 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 the good golfer, he just don't want you to succeed. The good golfer at the course walks over on the driving range and goes, what's that about? <laughs> okay. Now that's a different problem. But what I'm saying is the, the one that's in my ear on a regular basis is likely the one I'm sharing the information with. 
right? Just just by the nature of me sharing a hope or a dream or an ambition, it's probably somebody that's close to me. Not all the time, but it probably yeah, is. Yeah, it could, could be. I mean, I mean, in fact, any of these categories we're going to bring up could very well be somebody close to you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean so that every single one of them can be a, yeah. someone close to you. Yeah. Um, but this person doesn't want you to succeed, and you you have to identify this. So, again, I think we, we naturally go to the people that we know that are closest to us, who know us best. By the way, they know us. You know, if it's your mom, she changed her dirty diapers. She, she did stuff for you that no one else did. She is biased. She could be biased positively or negatively towards what you're trying to do. Because she knows you in a way that nobody else knows but, you. But, but she wouldn't be a category that doesn't want you to succeed. Like, I, I wouldn't put mom and she, she may have fear around your decision and the repercussions and may have fear of failure more so than anything else that would taint her view. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, not I, I normally. Think she don't want you to succeed. Not normally, but, 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 but actually, there's a lot of people in counseling over just that. They didn't realize that their parents were uncomfortable if they did better than them. It was an uncomfortable. They, they, a controller loses control when you surpass them. And so it is, a, it is a classic example. Wouldn't you say if that's the case with somebody really close to you, that you would be less likely to share that hope and ambition with? Right? You would. That, there, there's probably lots of history if that's what's going on. Well, there. you would if you, had, if you had the proper hat on. That's what we're talking about today. How do you have the proper hat on? But what do we do naturally? We want to go to our, our, our immediate sphere of influence. As, as good or bad as it may be, we, we are still, because we never felt validated potentially by our parent, we absolutely go back to our parent to seek validation. We're desperately trying to get validation from our parent, and uh, and so I, I think that, I think it's I, I think that that in fact, if I had to pull out the number one naysayer, Ooh, careful. In I haven't done this research. I'm just and, I'm, and it's not even by personal experience. Right. It's it's by all of the my years of of having this sort of discussions right. with people. Sure, maybe the number one naysayer is a parent. Not not because they they they're 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 wanting to be ugly. They're, I, they're doing it out of protection sometimes. I, I think I could go fear. with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the category you're speaking about is a smaller category. I could be wrong. I think it's a smaller category of a parent not wanting you to do better than them. I think overwhelmingly it's 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 the other way. It's but fear. The the person fear. I'm thinking of more so is really a friend. The, the, the dangerous version of this to me is, is the friend who has your ear. That has your ear. It's the yeah. person that you really are bouncing other things off of. And, and for the most part, they're giving great advice, and they're kind of steering you through life. Then you get to a crossroads where perhaps uh, you've kind of been on equal footing, and this decision is taking you away from equal footing, and you're still relying on that, and now we do have this bias that's entered the picture, and maybe we do have somebody who's jumped ship, right? Who who has who has kind of been giving solid, factual advice that's kind of unbiased, and now they have this bias because it looks like you're pulling away. Now I think that's the dangerous person. I do. I agree with you, and I also would 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 couple that with saying, look at the fruit of someone's life that you're about to take advice from what storm are they potentially in right now? What, you know, you know, you don't want to be hanging around 
the person if you're having, if you're struggling in your marriage, you don't want to be hanging around the person that's getting divorced, Mm-mm. right? No, they're, they're, they'll give you the answer. They're not giving you the answer to figure out how to stay married. <laughs> they'll, they'll give you their answer. Right? That's right. Yeah. So look, look at what people are going through in their life. Run them through a proper filter and make sure that they are qualified right. to, and everybody's going to give you advice. So this, you can't stop people with that, but make sure they're qualified for you to actually receive the advice as valid input. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, on, on, the, on the way down here, I was listening to this podcast that, uh, in fact, you shared with me, Joe. I'm going to say this perhaps might be the first podcast that, that you've shared with me that I've listened to. <laughs> um, but the guy was talking about Dave Ramsey. Did you get that to that part? Uh, yeah, I like the whole show? thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so he, he's talking about Dave Ramsey. And, and the, one, one of the guys, actually the host of the show, was, it's kind of negative. You could tell he was kind of not a Dave Ramsey fan. These are real estate investing guys, by the way. So, you know, uh, they're, they're leveraging money. And they're, they really are doing a lot of things. Dave uh, would, would frankly probably do himself, but his audience probably should not do. I love that part of the show. That was a great part because, of the show. Because the, 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 you're right. The host really beats on Ramsey in more than one show. Yeah. The, yeah. But the oh, guest no. said, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. I, I listen to Dave Ramsey. I think he's got some great things to say. Dave Ramsey knows who his audience is. He knows who his audience And you're not his audience. Yeah. You, you've got money. You've, you've got ability. You've got discipline. So, right. so borrowing debt for business purposes in your world is not who he's talking to. He's talking to the guy who's below zero, not the guy that's above zero. Well, and and, and that's why Dave Ramsey is a pretty good. um, So I I totally get what both guys were saying. What so much my 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 point is, Dave Ramsey is actually a pretty good friend, in the sense that he would shift his advice. Certainly, my guess is when Dave Ramsey's sitting around a table full of millionaires and they're talking about investing, it's a different conversation than the lady that calls in and is $200,000 in debt. She's 60 years old and trying to figure out how to live. But he's able to shift and go, okay, you're my audience. You're who I'm talking to, and I'm going to cater the advice to your best interest. Which makes him a a real expert, not not an expert in in a fraction. So he... I think Dave Ramsey understands finances, right, right. and I think he understands finances in 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 all realm. However, he, he's paid to tell people who are below zero how to get out of debt. Um, so I agree with you. Um, uh, he's well rounded enough to be able to adjust his advice based on your individual situation and not just sell you. And that's kind of good friend advice, too. By the way, if you're on the side of the guy, and we didn't talk about this, but if you're on the side of the guy that is uh, that your friend's coming to you with the business idea, I mean, what a great way to take inventory of yourself and go, well, well you know, Joe, before I answer here, let me ask you a few questions. Let's get specific. Let's talk about your situation and begin to kind of divorce that from you and what you would do. Because you're talking to another person with different gifts, different abilities, maybe different finances. And so, you know, maybe that's another, that's probably another, how to avoid being the naysayer or, uh, and, and actually render good advice. Yeah. So how, how, yeah. how do you, how do you get somebody to accept something that's not, that's negative? That, that, I mean, that's a, that's a, a challenge. That, well, that's the best, that, that, that's kind of the, the highest level of, of, I think of friendship or partnership is when you can convince them that this isn't about me. I'm giving you advice. That's in fact, probably risking our friendship. Right, uh, but it's the right advice based on who you are. So beware of the of the person that doesn't want you to succeed, and it's and it's and it's incumbent upon you to step back and, and, and evaluate who these people are. That's right. 
and, and first of all, don't get advice from people that are in that are in situations that are incapable of giving good advice. Don't, don't take financial advice from from somebody that's broke. No. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's fair. So uh, now they're going to uh, let's just go into the third one here. Well, before we go into the third one, just real quick, how mm-hmm. interesting is it in the golf world, which Joe and I run in on on quite a as much as we possibly can, that there's a twenty handicapper given. Uh, <laughs> Giving another guy a golf lesson almost every time I go to the golf course. All the time. I have a, a running joke at the course because I'm a, a very low handicap. I'm a, like a plus point eight or something right now. Um, the running joke is I play with these guys and I hear all the advice giving and then you know I, I do something. There's a comment about it. Wow, that's and, – and, and, and I'm giving the very advice that they actually need to hear <laughs> as they get advice from a 20 handicap. And, I, and and the running joke is I'm like, you know, you, I'm a low handicapper. You should, you should listen to me. Yeah. And, and then so throughout the round, I'll be like, you know, low, low, low handicappers always hit the high side of the hole with a little bit more speed. Uh, and I'll say, <laughs> I mean, low, yeah, low handicap. I get all these low handicapper advice to sort of cement to them that my advice might be different than there's, a, by, I'll be like, by the way, um, this is a punch out for the low handicappers. <laughs> where they might be, you know, taking a wood out of the woods and trying to whack one up the fairway. It's a running joke, but yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's uh, just a highlight reel of messes when when one guy that is probably worse than the other guy is rendering advice. All right, fire away. What's the next one? All right, so the next one is, uh, and it it could tidy up with this last one here. People don't want you to succeed. Um, These people have failed at what you're about to do. Their bias is it doesn't work. What you're about to do doesn't work. Um, your success is a manifestation or, or a, 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 a validity to the reality of their failure. Your success validates their failure. All right. Yep. Because they failed in the very thing you're about to do. Again, it, it kind of stems off of they don't want you to succeed. There's many reasons why somebody might not want you to, to succeed. This is a more specific reason as to why either a, they truly believe it's not accomplishable because they, they think so highly of themselves that if they failed, it, it's, it, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that, that by, by, by you succeeding and then uh, it, it, it further validates it, it, it elevates you above them, and they don't, they're not comfortable with that either. All kind of things that come in here, but they failed at this. So don't go. You just mentioned it. Don't go to the guy and get advice from the guy that's failed. Now, do we want to hear their story? Because they did go down the road and failed. Sure. There's, there's, just be there's careful. Lessons. Yeah, there, there's lessons there. So I'm, I'm thinking back to times in my life. I mean, I was a... I was dying for a mentor in my 20s or so because I had all these ideas, highly entrepreneurial, kind of knew that that was the direction I was headed. And the guys that I was around, um, and you know, look, we, we talk about this a lot, so I'll talk to anybody that's in this situation for a minute. You know, looking at kind of the area that we grew up um, and the, the type of careers that most of the people that we grew up now I, I did grow up in a house w- with an entrepreneur dad and I got that's kind of where I got it from but you know when you get in your 20s you start looking outside that that part of your life you start looking to other people and other other guys and, and what had happened and the advice that I got 
um, was very much in this category of naysayers, 100%. So uh, whether it was at the golf course or whether I met somebody in a social situation, I always got along with guys a little bit older than me, saw the world kind of similar, saw things similar, so befriended them. And uh, a lot of those guys who had started businesses had a kind of a good run, and, and it ended up in a failure. I tended to be around a lot of those guys. So what we're talking about now had a great effect on me because what did I keep hearing over and over and over was, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. You need to get a job at UPS. You need need to go over there to Delta, see if they're hiring. They got a 401k and a retirement. You know, that was the feedback. And for a young guy, um, there's a little bit of poison. Now, look, they thought they were, I I don't know that this was, this was not ill intention. They were looking through the lens of their failure That's and right. trying to save me from pain. That's right. Okay. Par- parents do this a lot. I think this falls That's what we do, family. right? We're we trying to, to make sure our kids yeah. don't make the same mistakes we did. Heck, um, that, it's a hot stove, man. Don't get near it. <laughs> you might touch it. You know. And the other thing we got to remember, too, uh, as entrepreneurs, is just the cold, hard. This is part of the reason we're doing this show is, is try to, to get some truths, right? We are trying to help some people avoid some pain and sometimes we give negative experiences too. But you know, I mean, the, the reality is 80% of small, I mean, it's, it's, it's over 80, but over 80% of small businesses, they do fail and they fail fairly quickly. And it is a lot of financial ruin and stress and pain, uh, often divorce, often being alienated, frankly. I mean, it is a big deal. It is a dark, ugly cloud for a lot of guys that are on down the road. That did happen to them, and they are trying to help. Now, look, to your point, what do you do with that? You start extracting some patterns. And one of the patterns that I found, um, you know, one of the things I can tell you that was beneficial to me was because I went through a lot of scenarios with guys, and I listened, and I heard their stories. Um, man, their finances, it just over and over and over. It wasn't that there wasn't periods of time where they had a successful business or they had generated really good revenue or they had made some, they almost all did. I mean, almost all these guys did. So the way they managed that kept coming back over and over and over. It was when they went and, you know, look, we talked about Dave Ramsey. I don't want to make a show about Dave Ramsey. This is something he does really good, though, is when somebody calls him and they want to open the, the, uh, the hot dog stand, and he starts kind of beating them up on the personal finances yeah. appropriately. Yeah. And, and so that is a lesson that I, I can say as I look back at, you know, 10 of those conversations, that was the reoccurring thing is these things were started out of an emotional reason, out of a need, and uh, they were underfunded, you know, overwhelmingly. My, my advice is, is, is if because um, I think it is valid to get some feedback from people who've gone down the road and failed, but my advice is, to um you're not looking for an outcome here you're just looking for nuggets of advice you're looking for not even nuggets of advice. you're looking for nuggets of that you can pull from their experience to help you uh put together a better plan of success and and uh so because in doing that how do you how do you do that well really really dig deep into their their story and their experience and, and figure out why the failures occurred because it could have been i was underfunded well the idea was good the location was good right. the area yep. i just didn't have enough money to sustain the six months i needed to to get on the other side that's right. well that's that, well okay i've got this enough money to, to, so that's not my issue that's right. um and so 
why someone failed is so critical in 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 getting the nuggets out of their experiences that you need. It 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 is, and you know, we talked earlier before the show. We were talking about you know how do you determine when you're going into a business or into a situation. Uh, we you know obviously this is the the business side of a lot of these decisions is what we're discussing. You know, companies that are funded that can go out and they can spend millions of dollars and they can do market surveys and that kind of thing. Well, you know, as the small time business guy, this is your market survey. You know, you you do have a chance to talk to a guy that opened that store that you want to open, or he got into that service industry, or he or whatever. And and instead of and a lot of that talk does tend to be emotional because of the way it ended for that guy. Right. If you can go into that conversation with the idea that you know I am this is I'm doing research. You know, and I, I'm going to actually try to ask questions and pull answers out and see if I can determine, again, the pattern of these guys that I'm talking to. Where did it go wrong? I mean, a lot of times it's the same thing. It is. It is. So that's, they failed. That's the, they, they failed naysayer. The, nays, the, fail, um, the failed naysayer. Poor guy. I, I, I kind of have a heart. We're going to talk about a little bit darker one here. Oh, God, here it goes. Uh, this one you got to be real careful of here. This one's not always easy to identify because we're going to call him the the Judas oh, naysayer. Oh. Is there any dark? Do we have <laughs> Probably. Thank you for getting uh, it. Uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, the Judas naysayer. Uh, Judas is in the Bible. Um, this is the guy that. Uh, he has a hidden agenda. Oh. Does, doesn't he? Possibly it's personal to him. Um, he's not your friend. He's possibly not your friend, although he might be very close to you. He may be your friend. Maybe your significant other. Well, he's certain if, if if he falls in the category of Judas, well, I don't want to say he's your significant other. If he falls in the category of Judas, then he's certainly intending to look like he's your friend. Right? I mean, that's... Right. That's it. Yeah. Could be the could be uh, uh, any number of reasons why this person has this ulterior motive. But the danger in it is, I think all the ones we've talked about before, they're not intentionally bringing you down. Now, the guy we, we talked about, the guy that didn't want you to succeed. Well, I don't think that for the most part that those people are intentional I don't about think it. That's premeditated. No, they they've failed. They've they've there's some there's there's some jealousy. There's some things they hadn't even worked out in their head as to why they're giving you this advice. Yeah. Judas has worked it out in his head. Yeah, he's got a plan, in fact. He's got a plan. Yeah. And uh could be somebody working for you. Yeah. Could be somebody working for you. A lot of times I would say, yeah, if you're already in business that there's you know, I hate to say I mean if the certainly if the business is sizable enough, you almost have to assume as a part of your plan when you're put, putting your plan together and your your processes together that there is an existing Judas uh in the room. Yeah, there there almost always is. Yeah. Uh, why? Um they don't buy you're you're going down a different you came back from a big seminar and 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 and, and soul searching and you're you're heading in a different direction and you've communicated to the team a new vision, a new they're not on board. And they're not on they board. They seem to be on board. They, they tell you they're on board. They're not on board. Uh, or, or it's the, the guy you hired that's uh, hyper ambitious, that's really was, uh, he's, he's not your friend, but you feel good about him because he's killing it. He's the new sales guy or whatever, and he's bringing on business, and this guy's kind of the savior. He's, and he's not your savior. He's your new competitor. That's right. Soon, right? 
we've we've interviewed a guy on the show that had one of those guys yeah. stole a lot of his business. Sure by the did. way, that's what they do. So, uh, how do you how do you avoid these guys? How do you not put yourself in position to actually getting advice or feedback from a from a, a guy with a hidden agenda, a Judas? Well, I think that this goes back to the earlier conversation here, which is fruit. I, I don't think that Judases of the world um, were uh, well intent yesterday. I don't think that the the business they left they left on good terms. I think they get found. You know, I think part of being a Judas is you get found out. You're not as smart as you actually think you are. Those bad intentions come back to haunt you. So chances are, uh, other people have had that experience. Is is one so. references references do do the homework references because you might you know th- this might be somebody you don't know that you're going to get advice from it could be somebody that's really close. What you're thinking about someone's advice, maybe you should get some advice from people that you do trust about someone else's advice. Is that a way to help? Yeah, you know, yeah. If, especially if they know that person also. I just think I just think good advice givers, people who are coming from uh, people who aren't naysayers, just have a history of doing it. And I think the Judases of the world. I, I think the guy that uh, you know, look, when, when you're hiring the guy that's had five jobs in five years, mm. but man, he is uh, he he interviews great. You 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 feel so good about the guy. There's a, there's an emotional attachment to Judas, right? I feel good about him. He's going to do good things. But he doesn't have a history of doing good things, right? Even worse if he does. And there's other ulterior motives as to why he didn't want you to succeed. Well, I mean, I mean look, there, there are some things that are unavoidable in, the, in, in this world. So, I mean, if, we, if we're looking at a guy that, uh, you know, again, I shared a few episodes ago with your dad, you know, the guy that, that my, my dad hired who was absolutely the definition of a Judas. Uh, he, he came with the intent I, I don't. I don't think from that story the way it was told. I don't think it was he got there and developed some intent because the business went sideways. I think he walked in the door. This was an older guy, been around the block a little bit, and uh, his intent was to steal the business, right? So, you know, I mean, how do you avoid that? I, th- I still think there are things about Judas that doesn't line up, whether it's history or while he's there doing the job. I think if you're watching and you're not watching with a bias, which is super hard to do for somebody that's performing, because because you want that person to continue to perform right but if you're watching i think he's giving some evidence there's other there are other signals and, and things to pick up on i was going to say that the best way to counteract this is to remove your own biases around wanting someone to be what you want them to be St- still put there should be a healthy suspicion curiosity always as you develop any relationship because people's motivations change over time based on their own circumstances. And so always, uh, of course you're building trust and trust is built over, they say trust can take, you know, decades and you can lose it overnight and you can, that's what makes trust so powerful. So, um, trust is not given or earned overnight. So these folks that are Judas's that really do damage to you, you've missed a lot of signs along the way because you wanted things to be true. So I do think it is, again, step back, stepping back and, and evaluating your relationships and why they are there, why 
and again, I go back to how I think all of these first four are tied together is let's evaluate the fruits in their life and the resume that they've pulled together. That's right. Well, and, and, and be careful. You sort of brushed up against it here and this is what we all want. I mean, look, I, I, I mean, I want the silver bullet in our business. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I know you do. I do. I want it. How much? Yeah. Is, how, how much does it cost? It's not there. Where's that? I, I give it to you. So, so, you know, you're not hiring a savior for your business. You, you are the savior for for your business, right? You're, you're not the the, the silver bullet. Unfortunately, take it from a guy who's spent a, a long time looking for silver bullets. It does not really exist. You are the silver bullet. In fact, you're you're the answer. Not not the new guy. Not the the new operations manager is going to take all the stress off and you're going to go to the Bahamas. No, you know, probably not. So, uh, you know, we kind of create, we, we can create a situation where, where there's lots of Judas's if we're not careful. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, I think this, uh, leads us probably to the, the most important naysayer of all. This is the one that also has a weave across all the others because it, it, it ultimately ends here. And, and that is the, that is you. That is you and the voices that you have in your head, that you've put in your head, that you've allowed in your head. And now they're telling you what your, your voices, your own Thoughts at night are telling you you can't do it. Th- that's the most powerful. And, and, and you said this yesterday. I thought it was kind of cool. It ultimately gets the final vote. Absolutely. Is your voice in your head. You, you are the chairman of the board, right? You have, uh, you, 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 get, you get the vote. In fact, these other people are influencers. Uh, at the end of the day, it's your responsibility. Look, you know, we're, again, we talk about all the time. Our kids are, you know, really close to the same ages, you know, late teens, early 20s. And um, what do we tell them? What is the backdrop of everything you tell a kid that age? Your life is, the sum total of your life is just a bunch of decisions. Decision plus decision plus decision equals, you know, your life experience here. And so, you know, I think it's important if you're, a, if, if you're your own naysayer to evaluate why is that? You know, why, why is that again? Are you a naysayer at all, or is this just a good decision you've come to? Or do you know that you should do it, and, and fear is really keeping you from it? Uh, so, so it's really the background of, of our entire show, yeah. and it's how can we become more self-aware of why we think things, do things, feel things? When we become very aware it's okay to, to, to make a decision that doesn't get you where you thought you wanted to go as long as you know that's what you're doing that's right. because you're, you're self-aware about that decision. You know, I'm going to give up meeting my sales goals this year because I have an, I have an opportunity to go on a, a month-long African safari, and that's more important to me. Like, that's okay. That's right. um, but when we don't identify the things that are actually causing the real problems, then the cluster and clutter of, of all of our sort of any, even many failures, tiny failures 
we allow to, to envelope into we're a failure and we can't do this and we're not ever going to be here. And maybe I should look at doing something different. And so, which is tough, which boy, that, that right there is tough because one of the other things I'll tell my kids, whether it's about college or uh, work life or, or, or whatever relationships is, you know, as we interview people here and we talk to people and we hear different people's stories and we're hearing successful guys, by the way, on the show, we're hearing guys that have really killed it in small business. Um, perseverance overwhelmingly these guys get kicked in the mouth uh, they experience recessions that take their ability to make any money away they give all their money back and then they go make it again uh, per- perseverance is huge and so you know at some point in the life of all these guys who have persevered they have fought that late night battle of quitting and knowing when it's appropriate to quit knowing when you are really you've you've stepped across the line and you you really uh, need need to swim back to shore before you drown versus, hey, I got to persevere. Again, to me, it goes back to decision made. The better decisions we make, even small ones, the better research you do before you open that business, all this leads to it. But there's one other factor, Joe, that we discussed, and I'm going to tease it for an additional show. This is, this is known as a teaser in the industry. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to say that as you're evaluating all this, there's one Trump. Can I use Trump? One Trump card? Not Trump himself, but one Trump card in all of this. And you have to know this is part of the self-awareness conversation. So this is a part of every decision you make in terms of these types of decisions. Should I do it or shouldn't I do it? And it's the, the, the topic here is what I call the dog. And so in decision making, I'm going to tell you this. Any of the guys that have sat at this table who have had success, who have had ups and downs, and they still come out successful over and over and over. And, uh, man, I'm thinking about Jerry Barber's story for sure that he told uh, our one of our, first, our very first guests, uh, Jerry Barber. The dog. Man, Jerry has the dog coursing through his veins. And what I mean by the dog, won't get into it too much because this is a teaser, but that dog is that guy that perseveres, that can't be told no, in fact. He knows it's true. He's not grappling so much, but what he knows about himself is even if he makes a bunch of mistakes, even if it goes sideways with the market, even if that stock plunges on his 65th birthday, he is going to get out of bed and he is going to fight. And that's not everybody. And, not. It, and, and that's part of self-awareness. That's why, that's why I bring that up. We'll, we'll talk about the dog. In, we'll, the, we'll bring the, a few the, dogs the, on. The, the, the dog in you. Dog. You got to say it right. That's, the, that's the, it. The dog. Dog in dog. I like that. And, and, I, and I do want to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick rundown and close and show you a quick rundown of the, of the naysayers and what I think is a, a wrap of what we're saying. Um, so we talked about the expert. Um, his heart probably is oftentimes in the right place. Uh, and it's probably something you should listen to. Um, unless the motivations are not pure. Which you that you have to identify that, um, but the expert is somebody that we should listen to, and we should we should heed their advice. But they don't get the final decision. Okay, um, the one that doesn't want you to su- succeed, be 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 beware, beware, uh, identify, remove your your biases so you can you can shield yourself from the guy who really doesn't want you to succeed. That 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 naysayer is not not good. Um, and, and by the way, it's not always outward. 
we're not talking about the guy who's directly outward in this. It's 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 built in his own cognitive biases when he's when he's giving you advice, uh, which couples right into the next one, which is hey maybe they failed, mm. maybe they failed in the very thing that you did. The the failure naysayer. He's failed. He thinks he's doing the right thing by giving you the vi- the advice, and then he is, and you should get it from him. Again, you need to pull the nuggets of, of the whys behind his failures, and don't don't adopt his failure as that being the gospel. Uh, then we talk about the Judas, the hidden agenda, the guy who's he's actually out to get you, the most dangerous form of all. He's out to get you. Probably you are very unaware because this person feeds your ego. This person feeds uh, a lot. He, he's, he's, he's tactful. He understands how he gets. He might, might be the, a sales guy type guy who just understands how to, how to get from you what he wants. And so you'd be very, you could know, be very aware of yourself. Be self-aware here is what our advice is. It's really, Back up and 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 make sure that uh, that you are not validating your own story, um, and that this person has your best interest at heart. And usually, they leave signs that this is not the case. Do not ignore your gut tells you so many things. Do not ignore that because it's that's what you're going to ha- need to identify the the, the Judas naysayer. Um. And the final one we talked about is you. Uh, you have the final vote. And so you are going to take action most often based on what's in your head that you've either created or you've allowed to be created or you've, you've adopted. And, of course, this is how we make decisions. And so keep in mind that um, that you are the one in control of, 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 of changing what's being told to yourself. And we believe the, the best way to do that, again, is going back to being self-aware, identifying the position you're in, the position that you're allowing to, to intrude into your mind. Um, are, you, are you seeking quality advice? Are you seeking you know, to, uh, advice from someone who's, who's divorced and you're seeking marriage advice from him? I mean, that's just these, these types of things is what starts to, you know, uh, we, we, we learned as kids is the, whatever goes in comes out. So, you know, we're talking about in our business that we want to get back into the investing part of our business. Right. Well, I, I need to be listening pe- to people who are investing right. if I'm going to become the guy that's doing a lot of investing again. Or I can talk to the people who have failed over and over again at doing it. Or I can talk, you know, listen to other people in the real estate community who, who believe that investing is a, this is a terrible time for that. Well, really, there's guys that are, that are doing it really well. So, you know, pour into your head success from people that are successful and where you want to be and, Don't make and, and not just one person. Decisions. Yeah. No. And, 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 and let's, it, when all the ducks are lined up, you've done the research, you've eliminated the naysayers and it's you and that decision. Uh, that's your decision. And, and, and fear, don't let fear do that to you. Fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Um, so on the awareness and perseverance continuum, the dog, the dog in you, um, realize that awareness with perseverance is how you battle the naysayer. 
And with that, we are going to sign out. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy. You're the one with the plan. Yeah! Early to bed now. Early to rise. Go get that worm and never compromise. Takes more than you think, but not more than you got, dog. Go get yourself, yeah. This is your shot. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, you're the one with the plane. Yeah! Thanks for listening to The Big Truths of Small Business. Get us on any podcast network and please subscribe coming back